the important thing seems to be the kind of the self-awareness that when you are using your camera, um, be it a you know a DSLR or a smartphone, that it is altering the experience somewhat. And I think just that awareness alone is enough probably to get you to kind of put the camera down some and look around and, and take in your surroundings. That's Ken Booth, the co-founder of Shorpy.com and Ventograph.com. I'm Kenny Smith, and this is the best story I've heard today, a podcast for news junkies. You can catch all of the great content being produced, and our guests are here to tell us about the best story they've found, and we're excited to welcome Ken Booth back to the show. Ken, thanks for joining us once again. Kenny, um, thanks for inviting me on the show. Tell us a bit about this story so the rest of us can check it out as well. Yeah, this is a, a Vox article. Um, it discusses some research that shows that the taking and sharing of smartphone photos is actually changing the way we remember experiences and kind of affecting how we focus our attention during different events. And because of that, sometimes the way we remember an event may not actually be an accurate version of that event. Um, but there's kind of a weird paradox in this article that says, the good news is if you actually mindfully use cameras, that may enhance your memories a little bit. And so you might you might be able to remember some things um, in more detail than you would have otherwise. So it's, it all, all kind of comes down to how you, how you use your photos and kind of how distracting they are to you or your cameras when you're, when you're um, experiencing these different events. So it's not the device itself. It's this holistic uh, approach to what we're doing with them, if, if at all, and how we're paying attention to the environment around us then. If having this device in your hand can be distracting. So if you're if you go into a museum or you're you know you're in some um, old cathedral and you're going to take pictures, uh, the device itself can be distracting. So you start focusing on the device rather than what you're seeing around you. And it's not just taking photos. So if you're if you're there and you're you know, you're texting or tweeting, um, you're going to you know of course you're not going to remember everything that's going on around you because you're just not focused on what's happening there. You're saying device. The Vox piece is talking about smartphones, and I think you make an important distinction there. It's not just about the video or photo capture element, but all the other things you can do. Is this any different than if I'm holding my traditional uh, DSLR camera in my hand? I, I think it would be the same. I mean, I think if you go in there with the camera and your eyes to the viewfinder the whole time, you're going to experience that event that way, just through the eye of the viewfinder. Um, uh, you know, And, and the, the article, one, one research um, article in here mentioned that People who do kind of experience things through the viewfinder, they they don't hear what's going on around them. So there may be noises, maybe music playing, people talking, um, or you know, the winds blowing through the building or something. And you may not even they may not capture that in your memory because you're so focused on, on looking through the viewfinder. Um, and so that's kind of an interesting point there. Is it's not you know when you experience an event, it's not just what you see. It's also it's all of your sensors are usually engaged. I happen to think I'm a slightly better photographer than a lot of people based on asking other folks to take pictures of me on my camera, which always come out blurry, so I can only imagine that people's phones are full of blurry shots, whereas mine are much better. I think I'm spending a little more time, is what I'm saying, on a picture. I think I'm spending a little more time in the environment. Am I doing better in terms of processing and, and the cognitive onloading of this information that I'm absorbing or filtering? than some people who dash out of the car, take the quick picture, get back in the car, and are off to the next thing. That's kind of hard to answer. I think it comes down to how you use your camera. And they, the, the article talks about that. If you're, if you're very mindful of what you're doing with the camera and you're trying to use it to, to enhance your memories because you want to go in there and see details, you might have a better experience than somebody else who, like you said, is just running in and kind of dashing up a bunch of photos without giving a lot of thought to it. The important thing seems to be 
uh, the kind of the self-awareness that when you are using your camera, um, be it a you know DSLR or a smartphone, that it is altering the experience somewhat. And I think just that awareness alone is enough probably to get you to kind of put the camera down some and look around and, and take in your surroundings. Now, the piece talks about an experiment that was conducted that's trying, in a field study sort of environment, trying to uh, get to the heart of these questions. It has people going into a church with a camera, without, and then later they're given quizzes and testing uh, their recall. I wonder about the things I might be remembering, because also in the piece there's a photograph of a really nice outdoor setting and a beautiful rainbow across the top. If I take that picture, I'm probably going to remember the rainbow, maybe the dramatic light that falls in one of the buildings, but definitely not the street sign in the foreground here. Is the thing that I'm focusing on what I want to remember, or am I sacrificing everything else around me for that beautiful rainbow shot? Well, so I guess that's an individual choice, right? You may decide that I want this, this rainbow is so special to you that you do want to remember it, and then you know, focusing on it and, and giving all your attention to it is probably a good thing. There's the rainbow, there's maybe a bird in the foreground, uh, but who knows what? Maybe there's a band playing behind this person that they're just com- kind of completely tuning out. So I guess that's the kind of the judgment call you have to make if you're going to be completely engrossed with your with your phone or your or your camera. But I, I don't think that the, the article doesn't seem to be passing judgment on people whether it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's just trying to look at the effect that it is having. Um, and so that's probably an individual choice you're going to have. You may prefer to, have, to always get the good photo and not you know, really care that there's a band playing. And other people may be kind of sad to find out later that they missed out on that. Okay, I'm taking a big vacation in a couple of months, places I've never been before. Very excited about all of that. What's the best tips for me then to you know, take advantage of that time to make the best memories in terms of what I'm going to bring home with me and recall and tell my friends and, and neighbors and whatnot? Yeah, the, the takeaway from the article is that you know, use your, your camera mindfully, so be aware of what you're doing when you do pick it up and start taking pictures. Um, focus on what you do want to remember. So if there are details in the museum or if there's the works of art that you want to remember, you, know, you can use your camera to kind of focus in on those details, and that should help you remember more. Plus, going back to the photographs will help you remember some things. You'll see the photo. And the other thing is put down your camera periodically and just kind of pay attention to the surroundings and make sure there's not something you're, you're missing that you would like to kind of get in on and, and experience. Um, you know, listen to what's going on around you and be sure to engage all of your senses. One of the sites you run is Sharpie.com, which is a historical photograph archive site, fine arts print site. And this is not a commercial for the site, but it's a great place to to see photos from times past. And I think this is an interesting selection. You've brought us in in that context, and and your time with that is interesting in context of this story as well. So let's think about that for a moment. And I want to think about this not in the sense of societal history, but just perhaps family history. You've got children. Their photographic experience when they were younger different than yours and mine were when we were children. A very young child today, as a subject of photographs, their experience vastly different than either our generation or your kids. How does that play into all of this? Right, because when we were children, um, like taking a photo, there was a, there was a cost involved, right? So every every single photo you took, you could you could probably knew how much it was going to cost you to make that print, and so you were kind of very very mindful about what you are doing. I'm going to get a picture. I'm going to kind of capture it all. Nowadays, I think, you know, we tend to take pictures of everything because it's free. You can, you know, there's thousands of photos on our phones and in our DSLRs. So I think it does change the experience. You kind of tend to take pictures of a lot of things that really maybe aren't that photo worthy in general. 
And then you look back historically, a lot of the, the, the historical photos that are interesting are, at least to my eye, interesting because it just shows you how different the world is. So you're kind of thankful that somebody went out and, and, and did that for us, and it allows us to engage in the past in the way with the past in a way that we um, otherwise wouldn't be able to. And some of the photos and artistically are kind of boring, but they're interesting because of the clothing people are, are wearing and the, you know, the signage in, in, in the shop window and that sort of thing. And there's two different goals there, right? If we're talking about an individual's memories, collecting a, something for a family collective memory, that personal photo, the volume of those is good because, again, when we were young, fewer pictures, there's a premium looking back now many decades to what that picture was and the anecdote perhaps behind it, if any at all. But also in the, in the societal version where you're talking about seeing how things were, the ability to take far more pictures of random street sides when we go on vacations or when we go back home or go into a new city, that might inform us at a later time differently because the cost is so much less expensive to take that picture of the cool sign on the, on the building, right? Right, right. I, yeah, I, I do agree because you do. If you go back now, go back to when we first had our smartphones a decade ago and the photos we had, and it's it's nice because you've got pictures of things you maybe wouldn't have taken pictures with if you if you're using film. So there there's a lot more to be seen there, I think, and there's some it kind of jogs the memory a little bit, I guess. So I I, I think I I I'm, I mean I'm like you. I have a camera with me all the time, so I'm I'm this person who's always taking pictures, and so I have to. I'm the one who has to be careful that I don't get kind of too involved with the photography and actually experience what's going on around me um don't fall into that trap given that idea reading an article like this does that change your approach the next time you're at family functions or taking a trip well i think it does on trips and i've tried to even just in recent years because i've you know i've been taking photographs for so long try to be kind of more aware of that when i do take vacations that i i I do kind of experience what's going on around me And, and honestly i think it makes my photography better because you're if you if you kind of stop and look at the whole big picture, you see things that you don't see when you're just looking through a viewfinder. Just one more way that we can blame the technology for uh, living our lives and, and obscuring our lives in front of us, I suppose. That's, that's right. The title of the article is What Smartphone Photography is Doing to Our Memories. See right there in the title, we're already blaming things. And you can find it on Vox.com. It's a very interesting read. We've got links to that piece and to Ken Booth below the audio player. Ken is the co-founder of Shorpy.com and Vintagraph.com. And we thank you for joining us again today, sir. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Kenny. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you found a new story to check out, and we look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith.